Hello, everybody. This is Safi back with you. Um, Thoughts of an Unstable Mind. I think we've made it to episode seven. Um, before we get started, hopefully everybody prevailed this ice age that we got here in Texas. And as usual, this Texas state, we always prevail. Everybody might say we don't know what the hell we're doing, but I'll tell you one thing. We sure as hell know what the hell we're doing. We prevailed. I think hopefully everybody stayed safe. And um, let's go on to this topic. Piper, tell us what the topic's going to be today. Today, we're going to talk about brain for sale. 3.2 cents a click. Oh, that's going to be, that's a good one, y'all. But before we go there, I want to really, want to tell y'all something that kind of reflected um, this past couple of weeks. And um, obviously the, the the name of my podcast here is Thoughts of an Unstable Mind. And I've always wanted to give a good definition, but it's kind of hard to give a good definition when um, your mind's kind of chaotic with this thoughts that I have sometimes um, joking. Maybe not, but either way. So I came with with a a definition I think that might help people understand what my goals are. And thoughts of an unstable mind. It's basically when a statement or a question has the ability to disrupt your foundation with logical reasoning, then your only recourse is attacking the messenger. And I think that's probably a lot of my struggles was I always got attacked and I don't know why. But either way, I kind of want to give people a little bit of a little bit of a definition where my mind was going with this thoughts of an unstable mind. So now we're going to talk about um, I'm assuming Facebook and social media. But before we go there, Pepper, I got to do my disclaimer. We always got to do this. Remember, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but I will tell you what I believe. So please don't ask me if your baby's cute and don't ask me if you're fat. All right, now let's go into the topic. So we're going to talk about this social media craze. And so explain, Pepper, what do you mean by 3.2 cents a click? Well, I think the more that I've looked at raising a family um, and questioning kind of how we're going to approach that, you and I both, um, and then, you know, filter, uh, put in some COVID, right, for about 11 months so far. And then you add in an ice storm, and it really gets you thinking about what the priorities are, right? Sure. And, and, and what, because I mean, it was really hard. I don't know if it was hard for you guys, but as soon as all your electricity goes out, more concerning than people being worried about being cold, they're worried about, is my phone going to work? Is my TV going to work? What am I going to do to entertain myself? I heard a lot of people saying, I'm just staring at the wall. Right. So it gave us an opportunity to actually have to talk to each other, look around us and say, what are our priorities? How dependent are we on picking up our phone every couple of seconds? And the more I've, it's come to the forefront about Facebook and Instagram and propaganda and disinformation and everything that's been swirling around, especially in the mainstream media, but also in the only media extension we have, which is our cell phones, smartphones smartphones, right? You start saying, uh, how do they make money? How do these um, Well, how do they make money? Social media platforms well, tell make us, money. Piper, how do they make money? They make money by selling you, you, your finger, your golden finger, whatever you're clicking on to the highest bidder within that split second. Well, I think, I think the good way to explain it to, to everybody is the information that you like as an individual. Everything you click on and everything that you like, 
whatever it is, whether it's um, guns, um, whether it's um, uh, we can go with food, um, if it's um, building, if it's art, reality stars, anything, whatever you like, the technology in this this um, AI per se develops and understands your likes. So the information it's going to send you next is going to be catered to whatever you like. So it, it doesn't differentiate right from wrong, morals, no morals, um, good, bad, whatever. It doesn't. It only looks at what is it going to take to get you to click next on another topic, another uh, pop-up. Because every time you click, they make 3.2 cents. And every and now you take that to the billions and billions and billions of people that do that on a daily basis. That's how these social media networks make money. So I'm going to kind of give you guys a, a little bit off the topic, but on the topic. Um, you know, we got reality. What is reality? What is delusion? And what is faith? And I don't want to get too much into the faith topic, but I want to give you guys um, just a little bit of an understanding of how these should be defined. And I saying should, I got these from Dr. Tarzan Smith. <clears throat> so I, I asked him how he sees these topics of faith, reality, and delusion. And he said, he basically told me, Safi, faith is belief without evidence. Reality is belief with evidence. Delusion is the belief in something when the evidence contradicts it over and over and over again. So how do you know if the reality that you're seeing is truly supported by evidence? You, you really truly don't know. It's kind of hard. And the, like, I, like we were talking about how the technology is catered to you. So we both can be going on a website. But because it knows that I might be more on this direction of likes and dislikes, and you might be the polar opposite, the information that you're going to get is going to be completely different than mine. So then when we go have a discussion, well, hold on one more time. I can't say discussion because when the information is presented differently to two different people, you don't have a discussion. When we start arguing and wanting to fight, well, that's the reason why. What's your thoughts, Piper? I see it very clearly the more I've looked closely at social media accounts. And, and you and I both don't have Facebook accounts, don't have Well, let me go Instagram. backwards. You know, hold on. I got ridiculed and made fun of by all my friends. Um, God knows how many how long ago it was where MySpace first came in. And I think it was MySpace first and Facebook. And I refused to get an account. And I just said... Some reason, I don't know why I don't want this. I don't think it's something I'm going to want in my life. And I'm very grateful I don't. I, I, I think my own perception of social media, and this is my own perception, it makes life far more complicated than it needs to be. You are making your life so much more complicated with all this social media. Well, but all right, anybody, well, anybody can look great with a gold screen. Well, I think I think also anybody past they can make their life past great. the gold screen. I think I think this whole delusion of these painted pictures of what you see on these Instagram and Facebook that I've occasionally have seen, it's um to me 
it's just not real. I mean, I know I'm a, I'm a married man with kids and I know the struggles and I, it's, it's not these pictures that I see people putting up. No, there's real life. I struggle with it. Every day is my first day. I struggle being a parent. I struggle being a, a husband. It's probably the hardest damn thing I've ever done in my life. I'm not going to paint no false picture. You ask me, I'm going to tell you. Um, but well, either I way, you, I walked into my 20 year class reunion and, and people literally said, oh, we thought you had died because we couldn't find you on Facebook or Instagram. And that was shocking to me. I've been so removed from that, you know, building my business, focused on some other areas. And, and yes, of course, my business uses Facebook to put up some advertisements because that's the only platform we have now to reach people. We don't have a lot of time. Well, I think personally is when you really got to question it. The information that you're telling yourself as an as a individual is you're giving this proprietary information of yourself free to people to, I, I mean, it is what it is. They're going to manipulate you and guide you. And, and, and I don't think there's a true intent. I just think the technology is so sophisticated and so great that it's catered to you as an individual. It doesn't know any other different than I know that this person likes X, Y, Z. So every information that I'm going to send this individual is going to support X, Y, Z, regardless if the outcome is positive, negative. It doesn't care because every time you click, that's 3.2 cents. So you're basically selling yourself. Like me, I always joke and say, I don't like to wear brand names that have their name on there because I'm not getting paid to wear it. You are basically selling yourself, selling your proprietary information of your own brain for and free. And your children. Exactly. And your children. You're selling your children as a commodity where here we are against human trafficking, right? We think this is devastating. Yeah, we put a cell phone in the hands of our Well, it's interesting. I think nine years old. Well, it's hard to correlate, you know, a sexual um, sell of a of an individual, which is disgusting. But when you're selling a person's mind capacity, that's just as disgusting to me as well. And I think people don't want to look at it like that. And then why do parents and kids or parents and adults argue. Well, the information that they're seeing that's being catered to them is going to be completely different than a, a, a in general, an adult. Um, well, and you know, our last podcast, we talked about core foundation. Um, we, and we talked about that being broad. The, the more broad the base of your foundation is, the more you're able to withstand any challenges. Yeah, that your foundation. Away. Exactly. And you know what, Pepper, I think that's a great point. But, I think but if you're looking at if you're looking at your smartphone to determine that and it's only showing you things you like, that foundation becomes much more narrow. It's very narrow. Point. And I think I think a good way of, of, of expressing this is when you have a foundation from your parents that establish self-accountability, where you can you can embrace your faults, then when you're getting information. You can question it more, even if it might not support what you want. Here's the best example. The reality is we all should live a healthy lifestyle, keep a BMI according to your height, your age at a certain magical number, right? And we exercise. Now, 70% of Americans, unfortunately, that is not the reality. Okay, that, that it is what it is. I'm basing this on the recent studies that we see out there. Google it. 70% of the Americans are overweight or obese, and of that 70%, half are obese, which means a third of our population 
is obese. Having said that, the reality is a healthy lifestyle, right? Live a healthy lifestyle. And Maybe two-thirds of our population is obese. Not well, a third. Well, hold on. If 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 seventy percent is overweight and obese, and of that seventy oh, percent, half is obese. I understand. So about a third correct is I, obese. So having said that, the reality is not true to seventy percent of Americans, but that's still the reality. But we don't like to acknowledge the reality. We don't like to talk about the reality. What do we do? We change the reality. How do we change it? By what you see on media, by what you see in commercials. Now, it's it's more of an acceptance of unhealth. It's an acceptance to embrace. What is it called? Body shaming. And I do believe a person should want to live a healthy lifestyle. Why? Not only is it good for your own self-esteem and to, and I listen, when I say a healthy lifestyle, I'm not saying to be a model. I'm not saying to be an athlete. I'm saying a healthy lifestyle, not a sedentary life. When you do that, your self-esteem goes up. When your self-esteem goes up, you have more self-accountability. You're less likely to be a burden on society. But no, what we do is we don't like the reality. Why? What dictates laws? The majority of everybody. So if the majority of people are overweight and obese, they're going to want to change the reality. And I think this is detrimental to people and their children because now what's happening with kids? Type 2 diabetes, obesity is on a massive rise because we don't want to confront the true reality. We would rather distort it and change it because the reality will never change about a healthy lifestyle. But if we can change the outside image to embrace it and now call it body shaming, and if you dare tell somebody that they should lose weight to live a healthy lifestyle because you love and value that individual, you are ridiculed. You are criticized when you truly have the best intent. Now, when I talk to somebody, I don't say, hey, you're fat, you're ugly, you're, you're disgusting. No, it's, it's discussing with, hey, what can I do to help you um, live a healthier lifestyle? It's not losing the weight. People are so focused on losing weight. It's internally for your body to live a healthy lifestyle. Your heart works less. You can reduce medications. And, and the biggest thing is you'll feel better about yourself because your internals of your body feels better. I mean, it's just, it blows my mind when we don't like the reality. I know I'm going on a spiel here. When we don't like the reality in our society, and two plus two is four, and it's always going to be four. Well, I mean, hell, maybe they'll start changing that now because the reality is a healthy lifestyle. Now we're embracing to basically make that a, a an afterthought. But I, I, I don't know what else to say. Go ahead, Piper. You know, if you had told me 30 years ago, 25 years ago, that we were going to have a device that we can hold in our hand and constantly take pictures of ourselves staring at that device and post them online and share them with the world, where the world could see us constantly just staring at them in different settings, different poses, different outfits, fancy makeup. I would have said, who would be interested in looking at the same thing over and over and over again? But that seems to be what, where the interest is. Can I stay on my phone and be entertained 
hours and hours and hours on end. And the people on the other end of that who are posting those pictures, they're working hard. Why? Because you're the commodity. They need to make that money off of what you're willing to tolerate and look at and give to your children and your friends and share and send out in mass amounts. So in my mind, as a business owner, I look at it and say, I'm not going to drive business for something that's going to be detrimental to my children's future. You know, it's 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 um, it's fascinating. That's a conscious me. choice. Well, I mean, here we go, and I don't want to say any names in respect for these individuals, but there's a a young little girl. I'm going to leave it like that. Um, I believe she's eight years old, and she's I, I would say for her age is obese, not overweight, obese. And then when you discuss it with the parents and the grandparents, and you ask, is this a healthy for their child? They say no. I said, is what you're feeding the child a good choice for the child um, continually to give them those types of food? They openly say, no, it's not the best choice. I asked, would you be concerned if this child gets type 2 diabetes? They said, yes. I said, are you doing anything actively to help this child because it's a child and they truly don't know what's best for them? They don't have an answer. And it blows my mind because they answer as if they care. They answer with the, the right answer to show caring, but their actions never support it. Never. And then the concern is oh, we don't want to say anything because we don't want to hurt the individual's feelings. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm trying to help a child have a healthy lifestyle to where they're not taking medication at such a young age and having all these health issues. So it blows my mind how we are changing the reality to embrace and be okay with unhealthy living. Why? One more time. Because 70% of Americans are in this boat. And it's hard to look in the mirror and start with your own self-accountability. And I think that's the missing link. And that goes back to the whole foundation. Without a strong foundation, you cannot embrace your own faults. You should embrace your faults to know what you can exploit to be better at, you know? But we we don't want to have those discussions. And it, and it just ceases to amaze me how we buy into this. I mean, I, it, it just, it breaks my heart. And I, and I remember word selection is important. I don't want to destroy a person. I never want to do that. But I think helping a person choose a different direction for their life and, and starting with self-worth, self-respect can dramatically change an individual. Piper, um, anything after that? I don't know. I mean, I know I'm kind of going down this path. And I remember my goal is not to offend anybody. I'm discussing the reality. Well, uh, you know, as two working parents with two school-age kids, you and I, it's a very tough life. It is easier on a Saturday to turn on the electronics and and allow them to sit there all day. I can't say I haven't done that um, before. I can't say I won't do it again. I mean, I think the reality is that we do that. But I do think people want to know, well, what, what can I do? Because I'm tired. We're all working. There's a lot going on. Kids don't know how to go outside and play. You well, can't I, go outside. I'm going to jump in. I want to tell you what I think the biggest thing is. I don't let my kids. I, I, I try my best to prevent my kids from drinking their calories. 
you know, sugar drinks, even juices, they're high in sugar. I, we really do our best. Well, I, I mean, I feel like that's what people drinking need. the calories. You know, everybody wants because we're in this very quick type of society. You get immediate feedback. You click on something, it takes you to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. They want. Uh, tell me what to do. Well, How I think do the I first thing is, is what I'm trying to say is the first thing I would do as a parent that's saying, "Hey, can you give me some advice?" And when I do have people ask me. Hey, what's the best thing for my kids' health? I said, the first thing I would tell you to do is stop feeding them juices. I know it's 100% juice, but that's still sugar. Remove the sugar drinks. That's the first thing. You'll be surprised on what happens. Just do that. And that means you, as well as the parent, have to do it. Yes, you need to lead by example. You do. Because it supports the family cause. It supports the family unit. It supports the foundation. So I would say start off with first thing, remove sugar drinks, even if it's juices, because it's still a sugar. Well, and and be aware that this is the role of, of social media. It is to sell you as a commodity and keep you engaged in the technology. So you as the parent, you have to put your phone down. You have to put your have your kids set limits. And and know that after a certain amount of time, it's time to go outside and move your body, right? Like we got to get up, we got to move around, set privacy settings on your phone. Don't sell yourself short and let somebody. Well, Pepper, make we need a we need a we we need a that's setting. something huge. There's a privacy setting that you can go on your phone, and I strongly advise people to do that. That way, they can't just magically send you information when you're clicking to buy a car, and then you're no longer looking for a car, and then you pop up and you get emails and stuff about a car. Go to your settings on your phone and go to your privacy, and 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 no longer enable those features to pop up. Uh, like I keep my location off till I'm ready to use Google Maps, and then I put my location on. Just be aware, and, and I think the biggest thing is also be aware of what what the information your kids are seeing, because you have to remember. That information is going to be catered to them, to them. So whatever they're seeing, whatever they like, that's all they're going to see. That's going to be their reality. And it might conflict with what you believe. And it starts having it starts with having those dialogues with your kids at such a young age. And talk to them. If your kid tells you that they see in their future that they're going to be a reality YouTube star, that's when you you need to recognize is that really what every child is going to be able to grow up and be. And if that's the... And that's not to say that your child cannot. I'm just saying be aware. Just be aware. Be aware. So that when when the kid's 16, 17, and he's really pursuing, you're like, where did this come from? Talk. Engage. Um, I think that's huge. I think think we're missing that because it is easier. And I'm going to be honest with you. Me, like I said, I struggle with this every day. And and Piper does a great job. She makes us go walk. And I, I every time we have to go walk, I ask, is the expectation that I have to participate? And it's always been yes. Talk with your family members. Tell them how much you enjoy and miss conversations with them. Um, when our teenage um, nieces and nephews come over, we put the phones down. We walk outside. We sit together. And I, I try to challenge them to get off their social media long enough to Spend a little time, ask them some questions, see what they're thinking about. What are they dealing with? How are their relationships? Um, It's important that we engage kids. They're starting to get so disconnected from what reality is because the lines are so blurred in what they're seeing on their cell phones that if we don't ask what's going on in their brain, we may not know. And just remember, reality is belief with evidence. 
And if the evidence, all they're seeing is what's going to support what they like, it doesn't mean it's true. Much like the reality that I've used as an example with overweightness and obesity. And please remember, I'm not trying to offend people with this. That is not my intent. And nor do I believe in body shaming. I believe in supporting people in a healthy lifestyle, in a healthy direction that has self-accountability. Well, and, and remember, in these social media um these social media giants, tech giants, artificial intelligence never has to sleep. And it does not have to determine if this is good for you or bad for you. I know when the little disinformation button pops up or says, hey, this is not correct information, somebody thinks that somebody is sitting there reading it and saying this this is disinformation. No, no this is a computer a fancy algorithm that they come up with looking for trigger words, trigger words. And so it may be something you do need to know, but it's cited as disinformation because it fits in the algorithm. So I think starting to question what is reality? Turn off your phone a couple of days. Don't watch mainstream media. Set your privacy settings on your Set phone. Set your privacy settings and start looking for the information that you need. So I, I feel like that's the, the goal is to say, I'm challenging people to step outside of selling your yourself and your children as a commodity to tech. Giants. I think everybody out there is worth more than 3.2 cents a click, in my personal opinion. And I think giving them this free information about yourself and the information that's being presented to you is only the whole sole purpose is to manipulate you to click again so they can make another 3.2 cents. And I kind of want to wrap this up because we're, we're kind of pushing almost 26 minutes. And I just want to say, you know, it comes back to my Sophism that it's the belief in self-accountability for the preservation of society. Yes, I said it. it starts with you first. It starts with you recognizing your faults, embracing your faults, and then prevailing past them and exploiting other avenues that you can excel at. Um, Don't just do what's easy. Do what's right. Yes. So this do is the um, next right thing. So this is Safi with and thoughts. Piper. Yep. Safi and Piper with thoughts of an unstable mind. I, I beg y'all to not believe I was trying to offend. That is not my intent. Um, signing out. We'll talk to you guys in a week or so on episode eight. Y'all be good. Bye.